All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Gone. So congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights Podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. G'day, Peter. As always, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, my pleasure, Kieran. Great to be here. So this week, Peter, I've been out meeting uh, quite a few families on the road, as as we do. We're always out in, in houses chatting to uh, you know potential sellers and, and buyers and whatever it might be. One of the things that that I consistently get asked is, you know, we're we're looking to to upsize or downsize or whatever we might be doing with our home. It's a bit of a risky environment at the moment. What do I need to do to get my house ready? How do I get it advertised? What do I do with photos, etc.? How do I get it on the market for as little risk as possible in a period where I may not get the best price? A common conundrum, this one, Kieran. Uh, basically, as a vendor, once you've decided to sell your properties, you want a strategy that gives you maximum sale price, but understandably, you want to minimize your risk. And what we saw in the day and age of print is real estate agents loved loading the vendor with risk by encouraging them to undertake excessive vendor paid advertising campaigns. And if the price of the property didn't quite reach the vendor's reserve, the vendor had invested significantly in that campaign and was more prone to drop their price to meet the market than they were to just wave the campaign away. Now, when we hit the digital age, marketing costs plummeted to next to nothing. It was very easy for a vendor to go to the market, find out what their property was worth, and if they didn't like the price, say to the agent, thanks for your efforts, but we're not selling. Um, But these media companies that own the main websites over the years have dialed their prices back up to near comparison to where they were in the days of print. So it's very difficult for a vendor to come to the market at the moment uh, with minimum risk. And when auction clearance rates are stuck somewhere between 40 and 45% as they are in Sydney at the moment, if you do invest a lot of money up front in a campaign, you've got to know that there's only a one in two chance or not even that you'll sell on auction day. So you need to give greater consideration at the moment to minimising your risk in my view. And you need to be smart about where you do spend money, where you do forfeit money if you're selling an investment property and do you move the tenants out or keep them. Um, And you don't want to run a half-baked campaign that actually impedes your ability to get the best market price. So I think the greatest wastage in the real estate market is still the amount of advertising that takes place. I am hearing real estate agents ask vendors for $10,000 upfront non-refundable to run a campaign. If the agent is and has been over a long period of time disciplined in managing their data, they shouldn't need $10,000 in advertising costs. Now, as you know, at Harris Partners, we prefer a risk-free marketing strategy that may or may not work for every vendor. I accept that, but I don't accept that a vendor needs to spend $10,000 upfront to market their property in the digital age. So given that we are in the digital age, and as you say, vendors can look online, find their own property information all the time now, do you think that's added an extra layer or a level of accountability to agencies that in fact, you know, what you're asking for is now so visible that we can see, you know, if I'm a seller, I can see that my money's been well spent. Do you think that most agencies are concerned about that level of visibility for what they are charging for? I think the easiest money in the world to spend is someone else's. 
And that's why the advertising money is paid up front by the vendor, non-refundable. And not every agent, but a lot of agents will get the vendor for as much as they can get them for. And the vendors need to be aware that they're not taking advice on this issue. They're often taking a sales pitch, which is coming back to haunt them at a later date. As I say, the more you invest up front in the campaign, the more wedded you are to the result at the other end. Now, when the market's rising and it's delivering vendors a price they're very happy with, they don't give this a second thought. But as I say, the auction clearance rate and clearance rates across the board have been well down in 2022. Property prices in Sydney are now down a little bit over 10% for the year. So there's many vendors this year that have had to make that horrible decision. Do we write off the $20,000 we invested in the campaign or do we drop our price by 50000 to secure the sale? Yeah, it's definitely a tough decision. Uh, certainly my experience, a lot of people I meet and a lot of families aren't aware that there are alternatives to spending this huge amount of money up front in the first place. As someone who's been in the industry for, for quite a long time and someone who's really passionate about looking after your data, as you do, what do you think are some, some really good tips or, or bits of advice you can give to potential sellers when they're meeting with an agent? What kind of things should they be asking? What should they be looking for? Well, the old chestnut that goes back to the 80s is the real estate agent puts a leaflet in your letterbox saying, we've got buyers, call us. So you say, well, I want to sell my house and XYZ Real Estate said they've got some buyers, so let's give them a call. And then you give them a call and they come out and try and sell you an advertising campaign. And it's at that point that you've got to say, sorry, I've responded to your flyer that said you have buyers and now you're in my lounge room asking for money to run an advertising campaign. Your flyer and your presentation today are at odds with each other. (laughs) You do have buyers for this home or you don't. And I think it's incumbent on real estate agents to produce buyers for the vendors, not for the vendors to spend needless money up front chasing buyers buyers who the real estate agents probably do and should know anyway. So I think we would all agree that there is certainly some investment that needs to be made from a a seller. What are the the sort of minimum expectations that you would have of a client that you're advising that they really need to get together to best represent their property on the market? Uh, Look, nothing trumps luck in selling. Now, when you're a real estate agent pitching for a listing, you never want to have your presentation rise or fall on saying we need some luck in a campaign. But a few years ago, I sold a home in the eastern suburbs. The owners had spent over $100,000 on advertising with three agents before giving us the listing. In those three campaigns, the owners had not received one offer, Kieran. And we sold that property and brought the owners three offers. But if I could tell you where the buyer came from, the buyer came from the $275 signboard. Now, we weren't great and maybe the other agents weren't bad, but nothing can trump luck in certain instances. But if you're looking to run a stock standard campaign at the moment that gives you good exposure to the marketplace without unintentionally glorifying the agent at the same time with your own money, I would say you should be able to bring a campaign in for around 5000 Now, again, at Harris Partners, we make it a part of our pitch that we will wear that cost up front, and if the property doesn't sell, and I accept that some agents say, I'm not prepared to to wear that cost, and I'll do that campaign, but you've got to pay for it up front, and then the vendor needs to make a decision at that point in time. 
what I'd say is the more aligned your current price thinking is with the market, the more likely it is you'll sell at the moment. And the more of a premium you're looking for your property above the current market trend, the less likely it is that you'll sell. Certainly good advice. And I do like, you know, you mentioned the simplicity of sales and, and sometimes the, the luck involved is, is something like a, a sign that catches your eye. You know, thinking about those really simple elements like a signboard, taking price aside, what are, I guess, the kind of pivotal elements of a campaign that you've found to be the most successful? Oh, it's web and data. I accept that. I'm not saying we'd try and sell every property off the signboard, although the signboard is the underrated hero in many marketing campaigns because it's so localised. But yeah, the plank of any marketing campaign is the web and data. And you need a real estate agent that's effectively using that and not looking to have you overspend on the advertising so they can build their brand better. No, certainly very good points. I know, uh, you know, for you and I here in the office, we use our data as strongly as we can. Uh, and, you know, I personally, when I'm meeting with clients, I'm quite transparent with, with how we're using it to showcase that, in fact, you know, the data is real, the people we meet are real, this is real life here. Do you think that when, when someone is looking to sell and they're meeting with their agent, is there, I guess, any tips you can give them around, you know, signs or, or symbols that maybe the agent's being a little bit less than truthful with their data? I think the agent should be able to produce. So any promise, any guarantee that's offered verbally should be backed up tangibly or in writing. So uh, if someone says, I have buyers for your property, well, can you show me the list? Can you tell me about these buyers? How well do you know them? What have they bid on? Are they financed approved? These are the sorts of questions that an agent will know about a, a genuine buyer in the marketplace. Just as we sort of come to a bit of a close, I wonder, lots of people, I think, or I suspect when they go to sell, aren't 100% sure about the costs involved in doing so, other than you know agencies pushing for potentially unnecessary advertising fees. Are there any other sort of secret hidden costs you can think of that people should be aware of? A absolutely, Kieran. We're only scratching the surface here on this topic, if I can say. Um, the common ones that we see is the real estate agent says to an investor who's selling, the tenants have got to move out. So I saw a scenario earlier this year where the real estate agent went in, perfectly presented home with good paying tenants who had really nice furniture in the home. And the real estate agent went in and said to the landlord, the tenants need to be moved out for the campaign. And my question was, why would you move the tenants out for the campaign when they're happy to stay, give them a bit of a rent reduction, they'll probably be cooperative. Their furniture is equal, if not superior to any styled furniture that would come in. You gain an income during the campaign and to move them out, which will take 90 days because you need to give a tenant 90 days notice to vacate, you're going to let the market continue to unravel for the next three months. Also, the real estate agent can terminate your rental income, have you hire styled furniture that is moved in, and then you come to the market and hope for a better result in 90 days. That's nonsensical. Can I also say that template or that model is happening every day of the week as people are thinking about selling their investment property, and that's the real estate agent's advice, move the tenants out, style a property with hired furniture, run an expensive advertising campaign, and let's hope it all works out. Now, in clearance rates of 45%, and you've done all of that, you're down $25,000 on day one of the campaign before a buyer's come through. And it's at that point that you probably realise you've walked in to a trap or fallen down a hole 
and it may or may not work out from that point, depending on who's in the market for your property. No, very true. And particularly at the moment where, you know, many agents are coming back to a seller and saying, hey, look, we're, we're close, but we may just need to adjust down a little bit to, to get this buyer on the line. Or, you know, we may just need to make some corrections based on feedback. All of a sudden, that $25,000 deficit becomes a fifty dollars or $75,000 deficit. And the money that I like to spend up front in a campaign, Kieran, is actually money that improves the actual property, improves the thing that we're selling. So recarpeting, repainting, maintenance costs, repairs that the house may need, all of that can bring surprising value back to the property. Spending $10,000 advertising the agent's brand with a little photo of your house, I'm less keen on that strategy. Yeah, certainly at the end of the campaign, the agent's Lexus is not going to be in the driveway, right? Indeed. Look, uh, that's all we've got time for today, Peter. Thanks again. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.